certain choir members and choir directors, you're supposed to prepare them. Today they won't preach it. That'll all make sense in a minute. Let us turn our attention to Psalm uh, number 107, verses 1 and 2. When you see it or found it, please stand. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated in the presence of God. I want to uh, share from the thought a real Thanks. A real thanks. Let us pray. God, not my will, but your will. Lord, make me nothing that you can become everything. Preach to and through me. Holy Spirit, take charge so that all that is said in this preaching moment, God will be your will. And certainly your word. So let the words of my mouth, but the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are our strength and our holy redeemer. In Christ's name we pray, amen. A real thanks. I haven't been in years, and I may be dating myself, but uh, when you, when the last time I went, would enter King's Dominion, somewhere at the entrance, they have a measuring spot for children. And the child can come in and be measured by height, and then they would give them a wristband so that they would know which rides they can, they are tall enough to get on. Now, this, uh, apparatus was not always in play when the park first opened. Uh, when I uh, attended the park as a, as a youth leader, had a whole bunch of youth, I was given the task of caring for a child. And they did not have that tool at that time, and I had a dangerous child. That child wasn't scared of nothing. That child would ride, wanted to ride the roller coasters with me because I was then a roller coaster king. I can't ride them today. Stomach don't take it, but. Uh, and so we stand in this line for over an hour. It's only when you get right to the point of entrance there is this measuring scale. And, and so I took the little boy and put him back, his back to the scale, and he was a hair under the measurement. I done waited an hour and a half, feels like. And so what I did, I took the King's Dominion booklet, and I said, take off your shoes. 
and I began to stuff his shoes to get his feet to rise up just a hair. <laughs> I know. And the only problem was when he put his little body back in, it scrunched the paper. And the, no matter how much paper I put in his shoes, he could not get the height. It's the same message that the psalmist says. Everybody is not qualified to give thanks. No, no matter how hard you try, or you can say thanks, but everybody can't give thanks. You, you, you can, when they open the door for you, you can say thanks, but the truth is you're going to open the door for yourself. If someone compliments you and tell you, you look good today, you can say thanks. But I like to believe before you left the house, you already knew you look good. Oh, you can, and how many times you, and you can sneeze and, and somebody say, bless you, and you can say thanks. But how many times you've been by yourself and sneezed and you say, bless me. You can Everybody can say thanks, but the psalmist says only certain people can give it. <laughs> because when, when you give thanks unto God, it's not just saying it, it's where it's coming from. You've got to understand what you're saying and not just say it. That, that, that in order to give thanks, it requires us to have first a humbled heart. He says, he says, he says, he, he put key words in the psalmist says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord because his mercy. And, and, and mercy requires one to have humility. Mercy is not something that you can obtain on your own. Mercy is something that only can come by God and prayer. Because if, if mercy was something that you and I could obtain alone, then, then Barnabas didn't have to cry out, Lord, have mercy on me. Or the ten lepers didn't have to cry out, Lord, have mercy on us. Mercy is something like justice. Hmm. 19, around the 80s when, when crack cocaine was, was, was an epidemic, the, the Department of Justice took the, the, the ability to offer mercy to, 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 the, to, the, to the ones who were, uh, uh, who were uh, coming into the courts because they made mandatory sentencing for those who were using crack cocaine. The, 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 the problem was they put strenuous sentencing on those who were on crack 
but they didn't use it the same sentence for those who were on powdered cocaine. Crack cocaine was the black person's drug. Powdered cocaine was for the others. Systemic racism. So what was happening in, in the justice system is that it overpopulated the jails with us. And, 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 and the judges' hands were tied by justice because they could not offer mercy to those who, who may not have been addicted, but they got caught just trying for the first time. And so what they did was they took it out of the hands of the judge and only mercy can now be offered to mandatory sentencing people by the highest position in the land called the presidency that we call clemency. That's why, that's what, that's what, that's what the reformation or, or the, uh, the prison reform is, is arguing. That's one of the points that we can't no longer just throw people in jail because of a mistake, but they're not prisoners and they're not criminals. And so, and so, and so the only way they could find mercy is that the president has to give clemency. Well, sort of like that here. That, that only God, the highest office of creation, can hand down mercy. You, you, can't, you can't get this all by yourself. Mm, let, me, let me see if I can help you. And the problem is, is that it takes a humble person to be able to thank God if they understand when God releases mercy, that he gave us something that we don't deserve. Now come on in here. Let, let, so let me help y'all that haven't been in jail. When I was, when I was, uh, uh, got my first appointment as a pastor, uh, the senior pastor took all of us first-timers out to lunch to celebrate. And there we were at the table talking about our church. And every time we say our church, he would say, ain't your church. And every time we would say our church, he just kept interrupting, ain't your church. And now I understand what he was saying. He was saying, I understand that you met all the requirements. But the only reason why you met the requirements is because mercy looked out for you. I understand you went through eight years of education, but the only reason why you were able to pass the test because mercy looked out for you. He, he was saying, I understand that you went through two years of, 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 of discipline and study to become the deacon or the elder, but don't get beside yourself because mercy looked out for you. Y'all ain't got it yet. That's why some of us, when we get a blessing, we'll pray unto God, but we really can't thank God. We'll leave God after we get the blessing but because we don't realize what mercy did for us. I know that you paid 
paid the bill, but mercy got you the job. I know you qualified for the credit, but mercy did the math. Because when I talk about mercy, mercy is God looking beyond your fault. That means you didn't deserve it, but he gave you what you need. And when you realize you're not here because you're cute, you didn't get it just because you're smart, but you got blessed because the Lord decided he will look beyond your mess and bless you anyhow. That's mercy. And when you understand mercy, you can really say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hey. Everybody can't say thank you. Y'all have messed around here. You got to have a humbled heart because if it had not, hey, I'm going to really try to finish this. You also have to have an honest confession. He says, he says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his mercy and do for, 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 forever. Let the redeemed, redemption requires you to be honest with a confession. Redemption, what is it? Well, in the course of when I was, I witnessed this this weekend, a taxi cab driver comes around the corner person on the street goes to hail the cab. I saw the cab slow down and the cab took off. I only could see what was different as well and better than I could see what was in common. I know both of them had heads and I know they both had two arms but I knew the one on the corner had two legs and the only difference that was, could register was the cab driver was white and the one hollering looked like me. And, and the cab driver slowed down until he saw the difference. I ain't trying to incite anything here, but this is a reality. And he stepped on it. And what, by stepping on it, what he says, he's not worthy for the ride. <laughs> When the psalmist wrote this, he reflected on Israel in Egypt. Some people said the time in Egypt was both punishment and process. It was a punishment because uh, of Israel's sin, but it was a process because God was waiting for the Amorites to act a fool so he could take them in. But in those years that they were oppressed and enslaved, God, or let's say this way, no one rescued them. No one came to their aid. No one would pull them out of the slavery. No one would come and, 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 and fight their battle. And the reason why they wouldn't fight for Israel is because nobody saw them worth fighting for. They enjoyed them in the place of slaves. Well, when we talk about redemption, we may not be slaves to the world, but when we become slaves to the sin that so easily beset us, 
that we find ourselves in a place where no one will come to our rescue, where no one will help us out of our problems, where no one wants to assist us through and get us in a better state. But the redeemed of the Lord can say this, that I'm going to thank God because when everybody else thought I wasn't worth it, that God thought enough of me, that he, y'all ain't got it yet, that when I was on the side of the road and the cab driver wouldn't pick me up, I got a testimony that the Lord did pick me up. Y'all ain't got it yet. When everybody told me I would be nothing and mount to nothing, God picked me up and dust me off. I wish I had a witness here that God redeemed us. When somebody said you weren't good enough, the Lord says that's all right. I'll dust you off. Let me put it another way. That when you've been redeemed, he says he's picked you up and God turned you around. When everybody else said that you would never be here, look at you now. Some folk can't believe that you're in church worshiping because they thought you would die by the side of the road. But the Lord saw something good in us, saw the great in you, saw the potential in you, and let the redeemed of the Lord. Lord, say thank you. I knew what I said. I said, some of y'all sitting there being cute, but I got one for you. Here I come. Real thanks. Humble heart. Honest confession, confession and a hollering expression. He didn't start out, let or give thanks. It wasn't cute. Oh. Ah. That the, 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 the psalmist is saying, real thanks ain't no whisper. Is, is an emotional excitement and zeal that when I think of his goodness, oh, y'all won't go with me today. That's all right. I go all by myself. Let, let, let me help you. Why is it that I can't say, He says, real thanks ain't no quiet thanks. Oh, let me help you. The child receives a gift from the adult. The child says to the adult, thank you. But the parent says to the child, what do you say? And the child says to the parent, I said thank you. The adult says to the mother, yes, they did. 
The problem is the mother didn't hear or the parents because thank you, oh thank you, in God's people is a hollering moment because thank you cannot be a secret expression because you need the people around you to hear who it is that blessed you. I wish I had some help up in here. And so if you are the redeemed, you can't sit in the church and, and auction off your praise with a finger. You, you can't sit in the church and, and just go, thank you, Lord. This ain't no time to be cute. But if the Lord has blessed you real good, if his mercy has endured, if his grace has been sufficient, if he's redeemed you from the, from the muck and mire, then you shouldn't be ashamed to let a daughter hear you say, thank you, Lord, because they need to know who you, who's blessing you. They need to know who brings you joy. They need to know who saved your soul. They need to know who puts a smile on your face. They need to know who's been your strength. And the best way you can tell them, you don't have to give them a sermon, but just give them these words. Thank you, Lord. Because then they'll know that God is real. God is alive. God is still blessed. Because I heard you holler, thank you. Hey. I'm done. I think I'm done. But let me say this. A real thanks, you can't take it back. Hey. Y'all know how some folk are. When you get mad at the person who you just gave thanks, you'll take it back and start talking about, I wish I never said it. But when it comes to God, even though you may not agree with the next move, it's still got to be thanks. Let me tell you why. Oh, help me, Lord. Because in the system that we live in, when you say thank you to the person who blessed you, then the person in return should say you're welcome. God put the cart before the horse that before you say thank you, he said you're welcome. How do I know? Yet while we were sinners, he had already died for us. And the cross is God saying, you're welcome. Even though you were wrong, I already showed mercy. You're welcome. Even though you were lost, I already redeemed you. You're welcome. Every time I survey the cross, I hear God saying, you're welcome. And I say, thank you. Thank you for another blessing. Thank you for another day. That's real. Does anybody feel like praising them? Go on and thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his mighty works. 
God and praise Him. saying don't get me wrong but this is my concern if you're in a house that permits you to say thank you then I know if you don't do it in his house you ain't gonna do it in his world so won't you get in practice here so when you get there you still got thank you going on so won't somebody take a moment if he's been good to you you at least can stand up and give him one good thank you When you give him thanks, you got to give him all of you. You got to kind of get a jump behind it because a thank you may just come from the mouth. But when you put all of you in it, that's a real thing. Said, you want to thank because you want him to hear you and you want him to see you. Thank you. Hey. Just in case you missed it. Why does the psalmist require real thanks from his children? Because when you tell God thank you, you're telling God and reminding yourself, I can't do it without you. When you say God thanks, you're reminding yourself and telling God, I need you in my life. And so I'm going to thank you for what you've done. Because I want you to know I'm an I'm a appreciated, saved soul. And I don't want you to leave me come tomorrow. So I'm going to take time and say thank you today. God is good. Oh, yes, he is. Let us stand all of our feet here. Let it go. I'm gonna let it go. But the doors of the church are open. Then this time you can be cute. The doors of the church are open. You can find another way, a better way to say thanks than to give me your hand and let the world know and God know. Publicly, he has your heart. The best thank you is you and I giving back us to him. 
And if there's one today that needs to give me your hand because God has your heart, come today because you want to be a part of this house. I believe this gentleman came last week. I believe he came last week. You don't have to come twice, but if you want to come again, come on. I had a pastor, I had a, a professor that told me we need salvation every morning. And so, but if there's another who needs to come today, if there's another that needs to come today, the doors are open. I'm going to use him right now. If he can come twice, at least somebody can come once. If he can walk down here twice, this is what he's saying. It felt so good last week. I think I want to do it again this week. And so if anybody want to know how good it feels to surrender, come on in the name of Jesus. Give me your hand because the Lord has your heart. The doors are open. Is there one? The altar is open for prayer. Those who want to pray. Those who want to pray. Come and pray. 